Maybe you should go and do some contemplating. All right, light it up and blaze it, baby. Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hi, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is Rose Buddies. It's a podcast about... I don't know what it's about right now. We're kind of doing some soul searching. Well, it's still about the Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise family of products. Only that we don't have those right now, officially, kind of. The American versions, which is the only official stuff I recognize. We have the version with the extra U's. We have, yes, where they spell flavor. Where Bachelorette has... Just inexplicably use. Yeah, bachelor. <laughs> um, we are boy, Griffin and Rachel, you sound so crisp. There's a good reason for that. We're recording in the Sawbones uh, television studios. We are. We are in Huntington, West Virginia right now together. Yeah. Um, we're making a TV show for My Brother, My Brother, and Me. And well, Griffin is. Well, you were on it. I was on it yesterday. Uh, and Rachel's in town to visit for a bit, which is very exciting. I'm glad yeah, to Yeah. Me too. Um, how did you like being on TV and how did it compare to the world of podcasting at which the, you are a master? Well, so one thing, and this this is probably not... This is probably not inappropriate to share, but there is a lot of improvisation on Griffin's show. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of yes anding. And so when Griffin said, do you want to come be on the show? I thought I would just stand there. And then occasionally Griffin would turn to me and say something and I would look at him blankly like, you didn't, you didn't tell you me. Didn't I tell would me turn it on. I'd be turning on you my, turned it on, though. You had my us. Chicago improv Olympic skills. You had us all rolling. Oh, well, thank you. With your goof. Um, Singular. <laughs> well, there wasn't much time. Uh, so we watched The Bachelorette Canada. We did. We found, and I didn't share the link because I wasn't confident that it would stay there, but we found a version on YouTube. We have to talk about this because I don't know if yes. we can do more Bachelorette Canada because it's not. We were so confident that it was going to be streaming everywhere and then it's not streaming It is everywhere. not. And I know that there are ways around it, but we do not officially endorse those as a podcast. Yeah, you can like hide your VPN or something like that. But like that's a crazy thing to ask our, all of our listeners to do to follow along with our dumb book club. So <laughs> I, I don't know. We're going to have to do. It's a really crazy time for us right now. So it's like hard for us to shop around for uh, TV shows and like. You know, try to try to yeah. fix this thing as and we at do this it. point, we've received a lot of suggestions, uh, and we have a lot to consider. Yeah, so we're thinking about it. Although I will say this, I very much enjoyed the Bachelorette Canada. I did. Uh, it was it was definitely a, a unique experience from what we're used to. Yeah. Um, Should I introduce our Bachelorette? Um, I think the world's ready to meet our Bachelorette. Her name is Jasmine. Jasmine. I kept forgetting it immediately. Is this Jennifer? Rachel said in that, her voice. <laughs> this is Jennifer, right? Jennifer? She doesn't look like a Jennifer, babe. She looks like she's the type of woman who only looks like a Jasmine. Yeah? Yes. What does that mean? You know exactly what it means. Okay. Uh, so Jasmine is from Ontario, uh, Kenora, Ontario, oh. to be specific. That's my favorite town in Ontario. This is probably the first thing that is you're going to notice differently about our commentary um, on The Bachelorette Canada is, man, I don't know anything about Canadian sort of geography. Me neither. Can you name, how many provinces can you name? Are they provinces or providences? See, that's even the worst. That's the bad. I think that's it's a province. How many provinces can you name? You know, you know some of them. 
I maybe do. I'm get confused as what as to what is a province and what is a city. Just start start blasting them off. Well, we know Ontario. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, um, <laughs> see, I want to name cities. Well, don't do that. Yeah, I know that's the problem. Because, like, I know that there are cities like Toronto and Vancouver and Winnipeg. But I do not know they're associated. There's 10. There's 10 provinces. Aww. You've got one. What about the one on in the east where all the French Canadians live? Montreal. That's a city. That's a city, though. What's a province? Que- Quebec. Quebec. Quebec okay. is one. Okay. Um, what about the one that's two words and... You were looking at a list, by the way. I knew some of them. I Which just is kind of unfair. Sure. What about the one that's two words and one of it is like in the UK and the other one is like in South America? British, British Columbia. British Columbia. Provinces. Let's do it. This is, if we keep doing this. This is not a fun game. This is a bad game for both of us, but (laughs) this could be like a fun thing that we do for uh, Bachelor Canada is we endeavor to both learn and teach things about Canada as we go. So just like the 10 provinces, it's just Ontario, Quebec, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, Manitoba, British Columbia, Prince Edward Island, Saskatchewan, Alberta, Newfoundland, and Labrador. That's a combo at the end. I was going to say Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan's an easy one to remember. So, fun fact about me. Yeah. When I was in middle school, my parents and I took a trip to Toronto. How was that? We went to the Hockey Hall of Fame. That's very on brand for your family. Yes. um, My family is a big Big hockey family. Uh, not and not, none of us play hockey. No, never. <laughs> but we enjoy the sport. Pa- perish the thought. <laughs> um, and I remember Toronto being very clean. That most Canadian cities are. And when I was middle school, I was a very picky eater. We went to all these nice restaurants, and I consistently ordered a chicken Caesar salad. Jesus, everywhere man. we went. Um, yeah, Canada. I'm a big Canada fan. I was very excited for this program. Yeah, you went to Vancouver. Went to Vancouver. I'm dying to get back there, but also like just sort of in general, like I like Canadian shit. And we have a lot of Canadian Rose Buddies listeners. We do. And they're all bragging about how, how easily they can. (laughs) They finally have the upper hand. All right, let's, let's, let's start drilling. Okay. Jasmine. Jasmine is 27. Yes. Uh, she knows how to skate naturally yeah she does i'm pretty sure that is required i think there's just something about canadian leg bones that just like you come out the womb and it's like give me some blades Mm, we see her doing a little figure skating uh she is a hairstylist she eats shit while figure skating in a way like i feel like that's sort of a it's a it's a double standard isn't it because in every bachelorette sort of intro sequence bachelorette gonna fall over that's, yeah, I know. Like, she'll be on roller skates and like, whoops. Yeah. Des, <laughs> I think Des probably had, up to this point, the best... Oh, no, it was Caitlin had the best shit-eating when she was just roller skating. She fell straight on her ass on concrete. That was that was a rough one. Uh, Jasmine just takes a fucking header on the ice and, like, <laughs> lands directly sternum first on the ice. And it looked really bad. Doesn't happen to the boys, though, does it? The boys is just, I'm shirtless. No, that's true. The like, I'm, I'm jogging and I'm... I'm- doing push-ups let these but let nick vial fall the fuck over please god i wonder what his intro package is gonna be i mean it could just be a fucking mashup of the 14 times he's been on the television it's just him taking vitamins and covering his grays (laughs) (laughs) uh so she describes herself as as kind of goofy and kind of a free spirit we get to see her on a bike in a park 
Um, Wearing a very Annie Hall type getup, I would say. Just big, 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 big pants, you know? <laughs> okay. Big pants. And a, a Not like hat. a button down and suspenders, though. Uh, no, but just, you know, footloose, fancy free. Uh, and then we see her having wine with her mom and her sister. Who looks exactly like her. It's freaky. Her sister does look exactly like her. Uh, and then we hear about her dad who passed away when she was 12, uh, which was very hard on her and their family. And then she starts using bachelorette words, which was comforting. She mm. talks about the journey she's about to go on. She has a tattoo on her hand that says explore. Yes. It's not on her hand, though. I think it's like on her arm or something. We find out about that later. I mean, I found out about it when I saw it on her body. She explains She talks it. about yeah. it later, yeah. Uh, and then she gets counsel from a former bachelorette, and we were really excited because we were like, who's it going to be? I, I thought maybe Caitlin. I was hoping for Kate because she's a Canadian. Caitlin she is, is a Canadian. yeah, Canadian. Uh, but it was Jillian Harris. Who is she is, from Canada? I guess so. That seems right. Canada's one of those words that like nine times out of ten, they can really stick the landing on pronouncing it. But if it sneaks its way into the middle of a sentence, I will just go any which way with it. Canada. I do that a lot. Canada. Is that how they say it in West Virginia? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> Canada. Uh, and Jillian Harris, who did What's not. What's your deal? Jillian. Uh, she, that was Jillian Ed, chose right? Ed, yeah, correct. Okay. And that didn't work they out, They did obviously. not make why it. Why the fuck is she giving pointers? I know. That's the thing. If you aren't still married, list of people who can give out pointers on these little sequences where they roll up on The Bachelor Bachelorette. People who can still give out pointers. Catherine and Sean. I guess... Trista and Ryan. Trista and Ryan. Fucking, I guess, Lace and... Jason and Molly. Jason and Molly. Not Lace. Uh, uh, Jade and Tanner. They let Caitlin, as long as Caitlin stays engaged, she gets to come out. And that's just a fucking doomsday clock, isn't it? That one's just a, a, a rattling down. Uh, and now I guess we have three more. Or, yeah. Three, yeah, three Bachelor in Paradise Bachelor couples. Bachelor in Paradise couples. We have a, a murder of Bachelor in Paradise couples. Yeah, well. Off the balance. Yeah, I mean, we'll see we'll, what happens. We'll see how it goes. Uh, and then it's it's time for Jasmine to go. At this point, this was you. you uh, acknowledge that the clip moves a little bit faster on this yeah, show. Yeah, we got to limo exits. First of all, the episode we watched, the total runtime without commercials was one hour and eight minutes, which is like, oh, fresh fucking spring breeze. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Um, so I don't know how they, maybe it was an hour and a half total with with, with commercials, but I... We I, still get the um, the dude... The dude we bios. We get the dude bios, but we got to limo exits by like minute 10. Mm-hmm. It was fucking trucking along, mm-hmm. which is good. Like there was, and, and I think a lot of that is just because um, this is the first season of The Bachelorette Canada. So like one really interesting thing about this episode is there was no history to any of this. Like yeah. when the dude stepped out of the limo, they saw a woman they'd literally never seen before because the show hasn't happened before. This is... This only happens one time. I know. Typically, they'll get out of the limo in the like, U.S. Oh, version it's, it's and be Megan. like, "Oh, I Wait. was, I was hoping, yeah, you know, that it was Emily, and I was so glad, or I was hoping it was, you know, whatever her name was. Gosh, I can't remember who was the one that that dueled uh, Caitlin for Bachelorette. Oh God, I I could never remember her name during the season, even. Oh, I don't, it's man. not gonna, it ain't gonna come to me. <laughs> um. But yeah, and so the guys arrive and they're just happy to see an attractive woman in a nice dress. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's meet some of these boys, though, because the some of these boys were very soft and nice. 
Yeah, there. For the most part, the men represented actual professions, which is not which something is unusual. <laughs> for, it was you typically it was see like like at logger, plum, plumber, man, man, contributor to society. Not like oh, I run social media for an oil manufacturing plant. Yeah, and it wouldn't have worked like Daniel, where he, he just came out and said Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no hockey player. No, no professional hockey players. Well, that we know of. Maybe they don't even introduce that part of themselves because it's, it's, it's a, like it's 90%. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's Mikkel, uh, who is an auto and aviation engineer. Things he likes to do. He likes to speak very romantically about helicopter machines. Yeah, he parts. works on helicopters. He calls it like the most beautiful machine in the world. It's like, dude, get a fucking room I don't know if, if they do helicopter dates, but I hope he gets to go on and oh, talk shit, all about it. makes it that far. He loves helicopter blades and he loves kneeling in the forest for no reason. <laughs> um, there's Thomas, who is a international fashion model oh, it's important he, he to point that out international that so he hard. is an international fashion which we were model. joking about and justin or sydney mentioned like well that does sound better than canadian fashion model yeah like oh, i just i just get around canada canada yeah he says that um he likes to go deeper in relationships uh and while we're learning this about him he's doing yoga in a room um, so we get a sense that he's, you know, he's an international fashion model, but he's yeah. also very spiritual. Yeah. I mean, I assume that about most international fashion models. Uh, we meet Benoit. I love Benoit's name and look and the whole thing. Uh, he's a maitre d'. Uh, and that he said that he has been betrayed in the past by a long-term girlfriend. And he's very positive and is wants it, to be very positive. Is it too late to change our baby name to Benoit? Benoit. This is our... how. That's probably a little... Benoit McElroy. That's probably a little much, huh? Yeah, I think so. Like, oh, is, is one of you French or has French ancestry? And, and we would... And I'll say, mom. <laughs> uh, Drew. Drew is, is seems to be a villain. Rod. Yeah. Yeah, he is a VP in medical sales. They show him in what I call a deal montage where he is meeting with men and he's like, do we have a deal? And he shakes hands to really suggest like I'm that, a business guy yeah. and I do business things. Uh, and then they also show him like fake picking up a lady in the park uh, just to show that he is competent he's with the gets women. what he wants. Yeah. He, he is. He appears very confident. He's the Canadian Gordon Gecko. From let the, from the movie, let's make it. Let's make a deal. Let's make yeah. There you go. Let's just leave that in and, and wait for the corrections to roll in. I don't. I've not seen the movie with Gordon Gecko in it. The love of, for love of money. Well, what what the fuck was that movie? Wall Street. Blues. Wall Street. Wall Street Blues. Blues. It's <laughs> a lot more saxophone. I'm Gordon Gecko, and I love money and doing deals and stuff, but it feels like something's missing. <laughs> Cut to him with like a hat on in a jazz club. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've got Kyle. Kyle is very tall. Kyle is 1,900 feet tall. Kyle Kyle is a complex man. He's very tall and fit, and we get to see him doing things that involve him both being tall and fit. And then we get to meet his cats, which are Miss Moneypenny and Thundercuddles. That's a lot of, that's a whole lot of name. We just, we see him talking about how he wants a woman that appreciates cats. He's also technically a, a kaiju from a Japanese horror movie. He's, he's, he is, he is, <laughs> he's very tall. He escaped the set of Pacific Rim. He, you know, 
he was giving his stats at the beginning. We missed it. We missed it. I think I want to say like six I five wanna, or something. I don't want to know. No way, dude. Six five. You think he's bigger than I'm that? Si- I'm six five. This that is not true, Griffin. I'm basically six five. No, this guy is like seven seven. <laughs> well, I mean, he looks enormous next to the Bachelorette, but Bachelorettes are characteristically she, tiny. She's six one. That's what's fucked up. <laughs> okay. Uh, we meet Mike. Mike is a firefighter. Mike. He has been in a calendar. Um, his mother also passed away when he was young, and he's gotten very involved in charity work uh, like, since I'm then. A, I'm a big. He seems Mike like a real solid fan. guy. Um, and then I'm just going to quickly go through the other ones. You can interject as necessary. Okay. Uh, Kevin looks like a hockey player. And then we find out later he was a hockey player. I felt really validated by that. You really crushed it. Uh, but he is also ex Navy slash firefighter and gives, uh, the bachelorette a high five when he comes out. That's a good look. Oh, he was the first one out, wasn't he? Yeah. So this is limo exits now. So the, Oh, I see. I see. I see. So we find out there's 20 guys total. Which is um, not as many as... Not as many. Uh, uh, both Bachelor and Bachelorette usually well, get like 27 to 30. It's the exchange rate, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> so 27... Well, no, it would go the opposite way because it takes more Canadian dollars to equal a U.S. dollar. So we should have um, had like 36, had more. 36 boys. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Jasmine starts meeting the guys at the limo. The music we notice for limo exits is not as uh, high quality as American... No, but the production value on like all the intro sequences were way better. Yeah, the videos for the boys were real nice. I think it might just be the boys are better. Like, I think this is a compared to the fucking carnival that we just were forced to watch. This was a good batch of boys. You know what I'll say, and we can talk more about this later. But the Bachelorette Canada really treats, from what I can see, treats their contestants with respect. You know. Well, they treat them as people. Well, I just don't think they're as fucking clown shoes. Like, there's just not as much material for them to work with. I know. If there had been the 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 parade of shit heads that yeah. were on JoJo's season, I think they could probably give them a worse edit. But I think it's you can tell just, that they didn't scour like bars for very inebriated men to bring them on the show. No, just one, and even he wasn't that bad. I like, <laughs> there this episode's like shit show drunk guy was like not even that I know, bad i know he was pretty harmless um we meet wale um who very enthusiastically says wow when he wow, sees her wow. okay this was the only thing i think about the episode that like really put me off is like there was a lot because they didn't they didn't know what she was gonna look like here's the thing yes they didn't know what she was going to look like and because they she was not a past contestant on the show um they didn't have uh, w- w- when you're stepping out of the limo, it's all about having arrows in your quiver, right? It's all about having like some things you know that you can say. Yeah. Um, and those things include, wow, you you look stunning today. Yeah. Um, and a big one is, oh, I was really hoping it was going to be you. Without that arrow in your quiver, all they were left with was like every boy, not every boy, uh, most of the boys that got out would just like from the whole walk from the limo to the woman would just be like, wow oh yeah wow like they just like fucking came downstairs on christmas morning and there's like a cool new hot wheels that got left out for them like i can't imagine being jasmine in this situation just having like uncomfortable having like 14 guys come at her just for like oh yeah yeah fuck yeah oh nut (laughs) yeah oh yeah um yeah it was uncomfortable to watch um, 
So we meet David, who we know is a musician, but at this time he does not do anything musical. He just says that she looks stunning. And when anytime I heard like a familiar word, I wrote it down. I felt comfortable, yeah, in those moments. Uh, Drew introduces himself. Drew, as you remember, is the VP of medical sales. And I noticed that guys don't really have a lot of gimmicks this season. I mean, no. there are definitely some gimmicks, but nobody shows up driving a cupcake. Nobody shows up on horseback or on a motorcycle. Yeah. Uh, but Drew comes out and he says, I just want you to know I'm truly here to find love. So remember that when the rose ceremony comes. It's like, Drew, right, don't dude. make a deal out here, here on the Drew. wet cement. Uh Benoit speaks French, and she's actually able to understand a little bit. She's not fluent, but it was a very sweet moment. Yeah. Uh, Mike gives the driver some money to drive away, which was cute. That was a fun move. I yeah. actually, there were. Okay, I will say this: I, a lot of the limo exits weren't as memorable. There were some fucking big plays here that mm-hmm. I would love to see picked up in the American counterpart. Um, Andrew gets out of the limo, and he does that kind of like. 1980s music video thing where he like bites his fist like oh yeah look at that one yeah <laughs> and uh and has a gift for her uh and then taylor also has a gift but it is a pen that he stole from the hotel that's fun not kind of like, as big as a lamp kind of like lamp okay. guy yeah uh kyle comes out and knows that he is very tall and so he gets on one knee and says that he can you know adjust for her needs. He says that he can uppercut the sun. <laughs> and let's see. Uh, Kevin is a deckhand. Oh, sweet Kevin. Okay, so Kevin comes out with a uh, an ukulele and uh, starts playing a song that he wrote. That he, he also gives her the lyrics he hands for, her the lyrics. Like, which, hey, I don't want you to miss any part of this. Here yeah. are the lyrics written down. So he plays her a song. And like in the grand pantheon of Bachelor Bachelorette original um, songs written for people, it was not the best or the worst. I think it would rank somewhere squarely in the middle. But the dude's whole demeanor made it seem like he was on, like, straight opium, like, the whole time. Like, hey, what's up? Well, he was sick. We well, find out later. that's the thing. That was the... He has food poisoning. He has very, very bad food poisoning. Which, like, it, I'm glad he revealed that, or else I would have thought this guy was a complete lunatic. Because it was seriously, like, he steps out the limo, strumming an uku, and just, like, walks up to her. He's like, hey, what's up? I'm Kevin, and uh, I just <laughs> have a song for you, and no big deal. I'll see you, uh, I'll see you inside. And he goes inside. He's like, I just shit my guts out. Please, <laughs> God, somebody kill me. It's like he's going to pass out on camera. Like, he's covered in sweat. He can't focus his eyes for very long. And can I say something, Kevin? When I got here to Huntington to start shooting the TV show, yeah, I, I, was- had, <laughs> I had, like, norovirus, and I was so worried I was going to have to shoot a TV show while extremely sick and it was seriously like that's the stuff that i am fucking terrified of yeah like having to do like a live show or something like that while sick holy shit kevin my boy i feel so bad for you but you did okay he 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 held his own he did he's got um, that strong deckhand constitution <laughs> deckhand that's a good job how man. many people do you think i let's say on this continent are deckhands I mean, probably a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of boats. I guess I grew up landlocked. So the yeah. idea, the concept of being a deckhand was not I, one I, I considered. You get up to like Rhode Island or something or, or like the, the coastal areas of Massachusetts yeah. or Maine. Like I think most people are fucking deckhands. I guess so. 
Uh, we meet Chris. Chris is an inventor, and he made this little rose in a box that lights on fire. Not really an invention so much. Yeah. You just made a a little bomb. I said, you, what you invented, Christopher, if, if I may sort of do a diagnosis <laughs> of your limo exit, you invented a bomb, Chris. He hands the burning rose to her, and then you can see this moment where she's like, what? And she tries to blow it out. It won't go out. No. Uh, And it's a little bit scary. You use, it won't go out. It's alchemist's fire. You've, you've created dark arcane arts, Christopher. You should, you've gone too far. Uh, We meet, and this, this may be more common in Canada. I'm not sure, but it is a man named Dana. And his big stunt, and is a literal stunt, he stands on the car and then does a backflip off of it. There's a lot of backflips. A yeah. lot of the, the, the BPM or the backflips per minute of this episode were surprisingly high. Yeah, it's high for the, for the series. Uh, we meet Tony. Tony is a cowboy. Uh, we meet Eddie. And Eddie's occupation is Canada's crush. Okay, and we need to Eddie, you didn't explain what that is or no, means. I don't know what that means. But he, this motherfucker gets out with a little envelope and a telescope, drops that telescope he's like, look at this shit. She looks up and she says, that's a star. He says, that's a star in the Big Dipper. It's named after you now. He answered the envelope. How did you know the name when you bought the star? Because you didn't know who the woman yeah. was going to be. Eddie. Also, that's a crazy Well, and gift. there's some lag time while he assembles the telescope, too. <laughs> it was a, I have one of those. It's a long gimmick. I have a star named after me, and I don't know how that works. Because there have to... Could, I, could you and I just be like, okay, we have our own star naming agency now. Send me $500. Yeah. Which one do you want? I, I never saw the appeal of that. The only way I would want it is if I could get the sun. That's the only star I'm interested in. That's the only star any of us are really interested in, if you think about it. And then you and then you would have the sun and the moon mm-hmm. because you'd be able to give women their monthlies. Yes. And then the sun does what? I'd be able to give boys their sunburns. <laughs> Just boys? Yes. How do women get sunburns? From the moon. It's a lot. I know. I'm revealing a lot about my practice. I'm having a hard women. time processing that. Yeah. I would only want the sun or the north star. Is would be an okay consolation prize, but okay. I would be I would obviously be disappointed if I got the North Star. I obviously want to be the sun, and my face could appear in it like Teletubbies. Hello, Rachel. Oh, wouldn't that be cute? That would be cute. Yeah, but you got, then you got a good face for the sun. Thank you, baby. It's very nice to say. Uh, let me let me just knock out the rest of these dudes. Yeah, just kill the boys. Uh, we meet Scott, who is a carpenter and makes her a box. Uh, we meet Seth who takes her picture I like, and holds on to it for later. I like the practice of making her a container that she can put all the other shitty presents <laughs> yeah, inside. Yeah, that's a good point. I would just bring a bachelorette a garbage bag and just be like, here, the, these boys are going to bring you cookies and lyric sheets and a fucking bomb, um, and you can just dispose of all those here, <laughs> and I'll come get it later. Uh, we meet Mikkel, who, in a very satisfying way... Meets her, gives her a kiss, and then comes inside. Kiss and tell- on the cheek, a little peck on the cheek. And tells the guys, she's something, eh? Really good. And Thank you, real- Mikhail. Thank that you. was just what I needed. Uh, we meet Ross, who is a welder, and he writes her a haiku. He's <laughs> very proud of this haiku, and mm. it is not good. Was it? I was trying to follow along. Was it? I didn't count. Five, seven, five? Damn. 
I didn't count. Uh, Did you study haiku in when you were doing like poetry stuff? In I can't college? imagine that anybody studies haiku. Well, I, I mean, know, but you like studied poetry and shit. Yeah, we read some haikus, and you know how to make one. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't study. I mean, I, maybe if you study like Asian poetry, you see a little more of that. But I, I would, I, did not. I would fucking hope so. I did. I would not. hope there's not an Asian poetry like course that you Spent, take that's like we're just going to skip haiku altogether. I spent a lot more time with Shakespeare's sonnets okay. than haiku. Uh, Thomas comes out and gives her a postcard from Athens and makes the point to say that he was just in Athens last week. He uh, said he wrote it on the plane. And it's like, about what? You don't know Jasmine. Yeah. He said he was going to read it to her later if she was interested. I, okay. okay. Uh, JP makes probably the most gimmicky exit. He is a, quote, butler in the buff. Oh, JP. And there's there's uh, an allusion to the fact that he is in Whistler and that he entertains at bachelorette parties. And Jasmine says, I don't know if it was sarcastically or not, but like, oh, there must be a lot of that in Whistler. In Whistler. So like the only thing I think is, is like, Whistler a party town? Is it like, <laughs> is it like Vegas? Is it the Vegas of Canada? But he is wearing uh, an apron and carrying a silver tray and a little bow tie and nothing else. So his whole butt is his out. His whole asshole is just like visible to the camera. It's a crazy thing about Canadian TV. They don't blur anything. So you can see in, up him. No, they blur. No, they don't. You can see up him like a periscope. Uh, he he meets Jasmine and has a good interaction, but then goes inside, and the guys are sad, like, understandably not excited about <laughs> this. The boys were sad. Oh, that man's <laughs> butt is out. No, oh. no. Uh, Wale throws a little shade and calls him no pack Shakur. Because he is not as, as he's muscular. Fit. Well, yeah, I know. He's fit. Uh, and that's it. Those are all the guys. Those are the exits. We are, we are ready to go on the show. Uh, at this point, Jasmine does the standard toast mm. and says that her husband is in this room. Hiding somewhere. And you, know, you have to find and kill him before you can try to court me. I would say... If I were to make a drinking game for mm-hmm. this show, for me, I just found myself looking for the moments where they would say kind of the characteristic bachelor, bachelorette thing. Sure. So I, I would say if I were to make a drinking game that you would drink anytime they do something that, that's consistent with the franchise. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, there were not that many things different with no. Bachelor Canada than Bachelor. So that's a bad drinking game in that, like, well, you're I just going to be slamming and chugging. Once they and go on the dates, we might see a little more difference. That's true. Opening night kind of has to go a certain way. I would way. say that the shows were so similar, like, that the things that did break off were, like, even weirder. Yeah. Um. So we get the first, like... A, a boy swoops in like as soon as the toast Drew, is done. Drew, our VP true. of medical sales, pulls her away first. And just keeps talking about how like, yeah, it was a good move and I'm the only one with the balls to do it. <laughs> okay, Drew, fuck off. Um, And I don't know. She meets a bunch of the guys. She talks to Thomas, uh, who is like, actually, I'm an international fashion model. <laughs> uh, she says, oh, you're you're Canadian only fashion model, huh? What do you... <laughs> And uh, they talk about travel together. And then she tells us about how excited she is about the appearance of Thomas, uh, how he's got this long hair and these great lips. And he does this thing with his tongue. He brings his tongue out a lot. 
Is that a good, is that a good, can I like. It doesn't do it. Well, you're also kind of, no, no, that's not how we did it. I have a dumb fat tongue. No, there's nothing wrong with your tongue. It's what you're doing with your mouth right now. Licking it like a cow? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) He would do kind of a more subtle, like more subtle lip lick. And she called him sexual tongue. If I were to come up with a nickname with him right now, uh, I would call him sexual tongue. Okay, Jason. So (laughs) in the writing industry, that's what we call a shitty first draft. But it's a good foundation to start out with. Sexual tongue. Just sort of take that. And I know know you're busy, but if you could try to refine that. It sounds a little like a Mad Lib kind of thing. Sexy, yeah. Give me a noun. Give me an (laughs) adjective and a body part. Uh, You can do better than that, Jasmine. Let's see if we can't revise that in episode two. Uh, then, then we get a real power play. David, uh, who we know is the musician, but we haven't seen him do music yet, gets on his guitar and sings a song and has like a little string trio behind him. Yeah, that sneaks in behind her. And, you know, I actually saw a producer's hand appear in frame telling Jasmine to look behind her because she didn't react to the string quartet like at all. Yeah, she was she was real into David at yeah. this moment. Um, and so they play this song. And as soon as the song is over, David stands up and because all the boys are like congregated outside the room where it was happening and David must have known they were there. And David stands up and says, uh, top of that. At which we later find out Jasmine did not enjoy that. No, she did not appreciate. She called him on it. Uh, which justifiably so yeah it's a kind of ruined the moment she was so digging it she was like ready to make out with him and then he did that that's also big that's a cool thing for jasmine to do to like call somebody out like that in episode one and Mm -hmm. not let him get away with it no it was nice uh she also thwarted a steal away attempt uh which was which was i don't think i noticed that yeah that was when uh that are we going to talk about drunk cowboy we are almost. I All have. Right. I have like one we'll get more. To, thing. We'll get to drunk cowboy. But she did some stuff this episode that was like pretty, pretty badass for a bachelorette to do. Yeah, well, like things that you would think a real person would do. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> uh, so then she talks to Kevin. Kevin is the one that is sick, and he admits that he has been sick to her. And she, she just thinks, um, she just thinks it's a great sign of his commitment that he's sticking it out, even though he has been sick. Yeah. So they go on to have a conversation, uh, and she's just really impressed that he is so sick and hanging out, which... That would not be my reaction. Yeah, my reaction would probably be like... Go home, dog. Yeah. Go get some fluids. Go rest on that couch over there. Go drink some Canadian Gatorade. Uh, And then she talks a little bit about her Explore tattoo, which I heard some of this story she got for free. She went to a taco shop, and it was like Tattoo Tuesday at the taco shop, and if you buy a taco, you can get a tattoo. I don't know if you're making a joke or not because I missed no, the explanation. I'm pretty sure that's what she said. I might be I just 100% heard, wrong. About I just it. heard that, yeah, that she got the tattoo for free and that it was pretty good quality considering that she did not pay for it. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and then this is when we see the clips of the cowboy being drunk. Uh, drunk cowboy, this is our drunk boy for the episode, and he just drank a lot. And his his big like moment was JP, the naked stripper man who at this point I think had clothed He had himself. put on a suit. Yes, okay. it's very cold. But you his can asshole see. was still hanging out through the suit. <laughs> he had like a little porthole, a little courtesy <laughs> window there for his butthole to like really. Uh, you can see everybody's breath on camera. It was cold as fuck up it in here. It was very cold when they were filming this. So JP is talking to the Bachelorette. I don't know about what. They didn't show that part. 
and drunk cowboy like walks out. You could also see the breath from his butthole. Yeah, too, his butt scene. breath, which There's, is weird. JP, why are you breathing yeah. like that? Well, I mean, that must be why he has that occupation, so he can keep the butt open. Ah, uh, I see. He doesn't want to suffocate his <laughs> butt bre- lungs. Okay. Anyway, sorry anyway, I brought that up. Uh, so JP's having a combo, and uh, Drunk Cowboy, what's his name? Tony. Tony uh, rolls up, and like, there's been a sequence showing him like just pounding. Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he walks up and tries to steal away. He says, hey, it's my time. You're stealing my time. Uh, and JP's like, no, I'm not going to stand up. You're going to have yeah, to. Yeah, I'm not finished yet. I'm not finished yet. You're going to have to pick me up and move me. And Tony says, I could, which is like, oh, okay, Tony. All right, Tony. And Tony puts like his hand on JP's back very gently, but the music like did like a boom, <laughs> yes. like a menacing. Uh, and Jasmine says like, no, we're going to, we're going to finish talking. Like he just sat down, but try, try again later. Yeah. And Tony just walks away. He's like. Just the vibe wasn't, and right. that was that was all we that got was out literally of literally. <laughs> that was the biggest moment. Tony did not throw a fit after that. No, he did not get in a fight. I think he's embarrassed. That's got to be embarrassing, right? Like if you're going to be yeah. a, a jag, yeah, um, and then you can't even successfully jag. Uh, and this is when we start to see the sparks between Mike and Jasmine. Oh, these sparks! This, they had a great limo exit too. Um, yeah. And at the limo exit, we were like, oh, this is it. This I is know. It. Griffin and I, our, our little hairs went up. We were just like, there it is. That's, That's the it. guy. So, uh, yeah, Mike's mom had passed away when he was young. And Jasmine's father passed away when she was young. And so they talked a lot about that. They have, they kind of have a similar outlook on life. They talked a little bit about their families. Like They got into like real he, personal stuff. He is from Winnipeg which is uh, very close to Kenora. He said he spent all of his summers in Kenora, so you got, like, the geolocational thing going there. Just, you know, a lot of stuff to talk about there. Yeah. And they just seemed to, like, really, really get along, and they were actually genuinely very cute together. They were very cute. And so uh, are we at first impression rose time? We are. Noah comes out with the little platter with the rose on it. This is the first time you've mentioned Noah. Noah is the Chris Harrison of this. Noah is the host. He... It's fine. We'll see if we fall in we'll love see, with yeah, Noah. Well, you know, I'll just judgment. So one episode's not a lot of time, and he didn't get it. You know, he did the basic stuff. I know. Well, we'll see if he has the opportunity to kind of sit down and talk more with Jasmine, because that's when we really fell in love with Chris Harrison, is those interactions, those yeah, one-on-ones. It's true. Uh, I noticed the roses are a lot bigger in Canada. These roses, guys, are fucking enormous. <laughs> they are the biggest roses I've ever seen on and a lapel. I, th- I think it's just because they were in bloom. They weren't just like little yeah. tightly wrapped rosebuds. They had but opened. They put it and it, and it and looked like were... a fucking clown's lapel pin. Like it looked crazy on these guys. Typically they use like a small magnet to keep it on. They must use like a big refrigerator magnet to keep this guy <laughs> on, a, on a coat. Yeah. Or a fucking chip clip. <laughs> uh, I think it would look normal on the nine foot tall. Um, on Kevin. Kaiju man. Yeah. Uh, Kevin actually... Well, there's two Kevins, I should say. Um, there's tall Kevin, and then there's Kevin that looks like a hockey player and right, is, right, in right, fact, right. a hockey player. Um, also, there at, at this point, we get the inkling of a beginning of a beef between a douche businessman, yes, uh, whose name I'm not going to bother to learn, and Chris, the inventor. And it's literally the origin of this. Is, Drew is the The origin of this is Drew just saying, like, Something about that Chris I don't like. 
And then based on like the season preview, like that flourishes into something bigger. And it's like, it was literally based on like, there's something about that Chris I don't quite trust. There's something just off about him. All right, dog. I mean, he did bring an improvised explosive device as like his limo exit. So like in that sense, maybe, maybe he's here for the wrong reasons, which is to say, to use bombs on the house and the people inside of it. Yeah, Drew Drew is just Drew is the villain from what we can tell. It's it's and it's one of the more transparent like I'm just here to be a shit heel everybody. Is that uh-huh. cool with you? Yeah. Uh and oh and so Kevin uh the smaller Kevin, little Kevin. Little little Kev. Uh asked Jed is to find somebody and then Jasmine believe it's jasmine and we get a lot of shots of david being like oh no david was super confident he's like yeah uh and then she gives out the first impression rose which goes to our boy miss uh, this yeah. first step is all business it is like we have a job to do here we're meeting the guys we're meeting the lady they're getting the roses yeah. we're moving on uh we get a nice you took a photo of tony sitting at that rose ceremony oh, tony. just looking so drunk in his cowboy hat so fucking faded well and also because like after the rose ceremony and when boys went home we get a shot of outside and it's just straight up daylight like it's like yeah. like 1 p.m the next day <laughs> yeah. and it's so like all these boys when they get sent home or get a rose they're just like thank, thank you please let us go to bed uh, so who gets roses? Both Kevins get roses, tall and little. Uh, VP of sales. The minor and major Kevins. <laughs> uh, the VP of sales, Drew, gets a rose. Thomas, the international model, gets a rose. Uh, Mikkel gets a rose. Kyle gets a rose. Um, oh, wait, is Kyle the tall one? It's not important. Uh, well, I want to be accurate. Kyle is the tall one. Who are the fuck are the Kevins? Who are the two Kevins? Wait, Deckhand, Deckhand and Hockey Boy? Hockey Boy is definitely a Kevin. Yeah. And Deckhand is, you're okay, right. Okay, yeah. Uh, so, okay, so it's not major and minor Kevin. Well, then we have to go to... Sea and land Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin. Kevin of the sea. It's just Kevin and Kevin of the sea. <laughs> That's better. Shit. Uh... Seth and Scott get roses, which we don't know anything about. Don't them. know fucking anything. There were there was at least one boy that got a rose that she could have been like <laughs> Jermichael. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> there's, there's only twenty of them. How did I not? Uh yeah, there's a series of guys we haven't seen. Andrew and Chris get roses. Uh Chris is the inventor. The bomb the bombsman. Uh Benoit gets a rose. Exciting. Uh Wale gets a rose. Uh JP, the um Buttman. The Canada party boy <laughs> and David, the musician, gets a rose. She saves his rose for last just to make him sweat yeah. a little bit. So we lose Canada's crush. Never going to find out what the Never fuck gonna that Never going to find means. out. We lose Cowboy Tony. Yeah, sorry, Cowboy Tony. Uh, Taylor, Dana, and Ross also go home. Nope, don't know anything. And we see their little exits and it is definitely light out. Yeah. And then she toasts and we find out they are already going to Jamaica. Moving on a nice clip. With yeah. This. I think we're taking the show on the road immediately. So 20 boys, that means fewer episodes total, right? Like fewer boys to kick off fewer episodes. Well, yeah. And she just eliminated five of them. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. Uh, so that was Bachelor at Canada. I liked it. I want to watch more of it. If we can find a more reliable way to watch it. Like even if it was on iTunes and we had to pay for it, I'd be fine with that. I just want like a reliable 
way for everybody to watch Yeah, it. and I just want to kind of formally say I know that we have traditionally watched shows that are easily available and that if we continue to watch this show, that will not be the case. And we do not want any listeners to... Get comp- left out in the lurch. <laughs> yeah, and to compromise, you know, maybe their moral or ethical... Uh, perspective. Yeah, I guess this is just a plea to, in the, order to, watch. to the W Network. Just, like, open up the fucking floodgates, okay? Yeah, I noticed the, the Bachelorette Canada is, is a new series, right. and their their internet presence is very small right now. Also, the way that they gate their content is the craziest thing ever, because you go to press play on the thing. <laughs> and a very polite and, woman. And a very polite woman says, this content is not available in your area. Thank you. Or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see if it if it turns out to be. A, I, I think, would like to keep watching. It. I would like to do at least one more episode, especially because like this this is the only episode we're going to yeah, be together to watch it. Like, yeah, it's going to be really hard for us to pivot at this point while doing the TV show and recording at like eleven p.m. Mm-hmm. after shooting and stuff. It's going to be it's going to be hectic. We're recording this one at eight a.m. Uh, before I go into the studio to shoot. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we have our little mugs of coffee right now. It feels a real morning show. It does. It's I, nice. Yeah. I'm also very exhausted. It's Friday and we've been shooting all week and I just want to fucking go get back in bed. But we got to make that fucking content for the buddies. For the buddies. Uh, let's call it. What do you say? Oh, and I wanted to thank, we had a listener, I believe her name was Michelle, that sent in little crocheted roses. Oh, that for was us very sweet. That are in our home right now. That's really I wanted nice. Want to share that with you? Yeah. Was that in the PO box when I left? After I it left? was. Yes. Cool. Uh, thank you all for listening. We will let you know in the Facebook group what we end up doing for next week. Probably going to do episode two of Bachelor at Canada, just because I'm I'm probably going to keep watching it on my own, even if we don't do the yeah. show about it, because now I'm invested. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, like we warned you and it was good that we warned you cause it turned out to be the case. Like we don't know when these episodes are going to go up. Things are, I mean, really... they're definitely going to be later in the week cause this show doesn't air till Tuesday, which means the first time it would be online would be Wednesday. And then it all depends on like what the shooting schedule is like, where we, where and when we can find the episodes available. But we are still going to try and get an episode up every week. Yes. Um, at the very least. So it's going to be crazy until October is when I get back into Austin. Yeah. So just two more weeks, a couple more weeks. Oh, man, it's just a couple more weeks. Uh, yeah, that's it. Anything else, man? No. Uh, all right, well, um, until next time, I'm Griffin McElroy. I'm Rachel McElroy. When you're ready. Spoiler alert. She ends up with Soldier Boy. Right, Reese's. Right, Reese's.